0: Thanks to ZipRecruiter, the presenting sponsor of Recode Decode. You know what's not smart? Wearing a jacket that says, I really don't care to the site of a humanitarian crisis when you're the first lady of the United States of America. You know what is smart? Hiring with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Decode. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Decode. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as a granddaughter of immigrants, but in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today, we're doing something a little different on Recode Decode. Over the course of two interviews, we're going to talk about the Trump administration's appalling zero-tolerance immigration policy and how it intersects with the tech industry. Later in the show, I'll be talking to Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky. But first, I'm here with two people I really never met but admire completely, Charlotte and Dave Wilner. They created a fundraising campaign on Facebook called Reunite an Immigrant Parent with Their Child. At the time we're recording this, it has raised nearly $19 million for the Texas nonprofit called Racist. By the time this episode comes out, it will almost certainly be more. Facebook calls it the largest fundraiser on its platform to date. Charlotte and Dave, welcome to Recode Decode.
1: Thank you so, so much So this is
0: an astonishing, like, I think over the weekend it was three. It was an astonishing yeah. thing. So let's go into your background really quickly because this is a topic that just infuriates, I think, much of the country uh, and— thrills much of the country, unfortunately, half yeah. the other half, but not, I don't think it's that many people I think this is great. Um, so talk about what you
1: guys do. You guys, you work for? Pinterest. So Pinterest. I'm at Pinterest. I'm head of trust and safety there. Right.
0: And you had been working where? you through the, been at Pinterest all along? Uh,
1: no, I was at Facebook mm-hmm. for uh, seven years and moved to Pinterest about four and a half years ago.
0: Okay. And what'd you
1: do at Facebook? Uh, the same thing, trust same and thing. safety. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I work at Airbnb. I
2: run our community policy team, which helps figure out sort of the rules of how we govern the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually also was at Facebook before for about six years, mm-hmm. and did a variety of things there, including content policy and trust and safety work.
0: All right. So you are both te- typical techies, right? Mm-hmm. Typical mm-hmm. tech in Silicon Valley. Um, and you have been political. Would you call yourselves political or not?
1: not Most people aren't particularly. In yeah. No. And I think you know, certainly for all my time at Facebook. Um, I felt very conscious and very, uh, just not to be political. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you're building a platform that's meant to be a platform for everybody, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in my time there, there wasn't really a place for, you know, oh, you know, I feel this way or I feel that way about an issue. Like the the driving factor was openness and connecting the world.
0: Right, and allowing different people to talk to each other. Exactly. And so this
1: is certainly certainly the
0: most political I've ever been. Right, right. And so what about you, Dave?
2: Uh, I would say that historically I was more political than Charlotte, but uh the same answer very much applies around sort of in a professional context mm-hmm. uh definitely something where in writing content policy for Facebook they're very much trying to be a platform for all ideas right um and so that neutrality was important
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but yeah i would say i've been engaged for quite a while
0: yeah all right so what tell me how you thought about doing this you've used facebook you yeah. Use it as a what? How do you use it usually?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on it all the time because mm-hmm. I'm a mom and I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who also have kids and you know um, everybody's on there. You get to see what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. For me, um, over the last year or so, I've actually been running um, semi-regular fundraisers on Facebook. We call them WTF Wednesdays, Want mm-hmm. to Fund Wednesdays, mm-hmm. uh, and typically the target is five hundred dollars, and it's for whatever cause is dominating the news that week. Um, Why did you start doing that? I think I felt like I needed a way to help on issues where I didn't have any expertise mm-hmm. or any um connection um, we've raised for. Um, I think our most successful one to date was $1,200 for Austin Soundwaves, and that was in the wake of the Austin bombing campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a child there who was killed opening a package on his front porch, mm-hmm. uh, and Austin Soundwaves was the music program that he really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so traditionally, we focused on issues like that, and it was just an easy way for our, our friends group um, to say, you know, I'm upset about this too, and I would like to give $20. do something. Exactly. It's the idea of do feeling something. feeling of doing something.
0: Right, It's right. more
2: productive than just yelling about it on the internet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's just what I do. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but I, I try my heart. Also has its place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I think it, it works for me to yell. Um, so you had done these small things, these tiny mm-hmm. little things. And Dave, did you do that too? Or what was the...
2: No, she's What's largely that? been sort of the mover on that. I always end up donating to them and boosting mm-hmm. them. Um, but I sort of figured that dividing efforts there was probably not as productive as focusing on a single thing. Right. Um, so we tend to tag team stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's also sort of funny. I mean, obviously we're married, but we also worked together at Facebook for six years. So mm-hmm. we have a bit of a division of labor mentality right. between the mm-hmm. two of us.
0: Right, right. I see. So how did this thing start? You, you What happened?
1: Yeah. So I'd been out of the country on vacation, actually, mm-hmm. um, for the week prior to starting the fundraiser. And when I came home, Um, obviously um, actually our our daughter was being cared for by her grandparents it was our first big vacation away from our daughter who's two and a half Mm -hmm. and um, when we came home we were just so happy to see her and we felt so great to be with her and we just were in that moment of appreciation just being reunited with our child after a voluntary separation Mm -hmm. and Um, One of my Facebook friends shared a photo that has now gone very viral by John Moore. Mm -hmm. um, And it is a photo of a little Honduran girl, the same age as my child, uh, crying at the feet of her mother and a border patrol agent. And her mother isn't allowed to pick her up. Um, And her face in that image is a face that I think any parent or anyone who has a child in their life would Mm -hmm. recognize. She's terrified. She's traumatized. um, And... It was something in that moment that really touched me. And I think we've we've clearly had a very, um, you know, sort of an ambient awareness of what's going on at the border and what, what's been going on at the border for many years, mm-hmm. not just under the Trump administration. Um, but with the zero tolerance policy, a lot of that has changed in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me... A lot of things weren't being enforced. That's right. Yeah. And, and truthfully, we we got to the policy side of this about, what, six days five, ago? Five days yeah. ago. Five, Right. So, right. you know... Um, we felt in that, mo- I felt in that moment that that, of course, was a wonderful WTF Wednesday topic. Right. Um, and I did a little research on, you know, is there anyone working to help these kids, help mm-hmm. these families? Um, at that point, we knew uh, that some families had been separated. Um, the the night actually after I started the fundraiser, we found out that it was 2,000 um, mm-hmm. children who had been separated from their parents. Um, over the course of the week, it got worse. Now, I think they're now they're over 2,300 mm-hmm. Um and so I thought we could, uh, raise bond for the, for one family member. Um, right. but I use this as an organization, uh, they do a lot of direct action directly with the parents, and that's why right. you know, after some research, I said, oh, these people look good because they're the yeah. ones going to the courthouse saying we need to get this parent out because their child needs them. Yeah, right. I mean,
2: they have essentially no overhead. It's like 50 lawyers and two right. support people and they, <laughs> like and they that. represent folks. Right.
0: So you just pick that one charity, which now is too much money, right? We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to we'll that. Get that in a minute. Mm-hmm.
1: So you put this up. Mm-hmm. And explain what happened. See, yeah, so I sure. published it um, at eight o'clock on Saturday. And what did you say?
0: What did you guys say?
1: Well, I said that
0: um, there's a lot of stuff on Facebook like this. Be for the you know, mm-hmm. nu- I've seen a lot of it all over
1: Twitter. Everyone's angry, but this is different, right? And what I explained is that um, you know because we had started seeing it everywhere, people were really worked up about it, right? Um, I just said you know we are collectively just so distraught over what we're starting to hear about these families, and we need to be able to directly help them. And RAISES is an organization that does do that direct help, and they can work to reunite these families within our legal system and within the immigration courts. Mm-hmm. Um, so our goal is to raise $1,500, uh, which is the minimum bond set in these immigration courts, for one for right. one parent. And it was Father's Day weekend, and we mm-hmm. thought, you know, if we could get one parent reunited with their child, that would be good. Right. And, um, do you, and, and did you think Think this was going to take off? I mean, you would I, I don't him. think either <laughs>
2: of us did. We. Right. I, I reshared it immediately. I think I probably quoted Frederick Douglass or something when re- resharing mm-hmm. it. Um, I often find other people more eloquent than I am.
0: But he's a pretty eloquent guy. Yeah. Um, he's not living, by the way. No, no, no. Right. That's <laughs> right. I, I hear he's he doing. He's more work. and more recognized yeah, all the work. time.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but um, uh, we then proceeded to sort of basically just invite as many people as we possibly mm-hmm. could, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's, How
0: there's many both, Facebook friends do you have? Like, I think you? I have
2: like 1,700. Yeah,
0: about that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Facebook people friend all the other Facebook people when you work there. Mm-hmm. Now we work other places. So we both have pretty large friend graphs. and mm-hmm. um, We both hit the invites pretty hard and, mm-hmm. and people responded. I think they responded to the image. I think they responded to Charlotte's very clear positioning of what this was for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there it really started to gain steam. Yeah.
0: So why do you think that is?
2: What so it I think started, are, started
0: with 1500 and then it passed. How quickly did it go up?
2: <laughs> Extremely quickly. <laughs> Extremely quickly, yes. Yeah. So the initial goal was $1,500, and by the end of the first day, we had raised $120,000.
0: What did you think?
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, was when, it in big chunks or smaller chunks? Or? It was both, and actually I'd love to talk about that because sure. that is something that I think really set this apart, certainly from any of the other fundraisers right. I've done before. Um, a few minutes after I posted, I had a private message from... Someone who I sort of knew at Facebook, um, but, but didn't know well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've all since moved on in our careers. And um, they wrote to me and said, hey, I see this. I will match donations uh, up to $25,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that matching process was something that I think really pushed us into what ultimately became virality? Mm-hmm. Um, you know i I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, my network is actually not traditionally tech. I went to um, a conservative Christian high school. Mm-hmm. Um I have a very different background, I think than maybe a lot of people moving to mm-hmm. Silicon Valley to do this. Um, and so we were in this position where we had someone who was able to uh, really put up a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go to all the people I know who you know don't have $25,000, but do have $25 and right. say, hey, you can, get, you can donate and have $50 in your name right. or, you know, for your Whatever. cause. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'll, you'll right. double it. It's like KQED, double yeah. your money. I know, I know. <laughs> and um, I I was astonished at how fast people started sharing it because they knew they were going to be able to have more uh-huh. impact right. collectively. Right. Um, so we got to this situation where our small donors were starting to race our large donors. And as, as soon as we got close to that 25000 target, we had other large donors saying, hey, it looks like you're almost out of matchers. I have $1,000 for you. Right. Um, you know, We ended up with matchers um, doing grants from size anywhere from $50 to $100,000 wow. by the end.
2: Wow. Yeah, it, was, it was all over the place. And right. particularly early on, the, the matching campaign began completely spontaneously. We, mm-hmm. we had not thought any of that through, and then someone very generously came forward. And then after that, we sort of were like, oh, well, we probably know some people we can get to, to, to chip match. in some mm-hmm. money, right. um, and sort of went around and beat the bushes on that. And I think that definitely helped early on
1: mm-hmm. um, but, in
2: terms of accelerating
1: things. Yeah, I mean, we only have only—I think we only have $360,000 in matching donations. Right. The vast majority of this so money has come from people giving— Less than forty dollars. Yeah, the,
2: the average donation on the Facebook event itself is under thirty-eight dollars at this point.
1: Wow. We so have folks how many? From
2: fifty all fifty states, Puerto Rico, Washington.
0: who just heard about it. DC and off.
2: twenty-six countries.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And it at just this just took off. Yeah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, so they. How? What was the mechanism for giving money? Is not a pledge. It's
1: a, they have to give it, right? Right. So through Facebook, Facebook mm-hmm. has this way you can mm-hmm. you know hook up your credit card. Explain um, that. I know how it works. Oh, okay. But. Yeah. So. Um, on Facebook, you can say, uh, yes, I would like to donate. They have some suggested amounts, or you mm-hmm. can type in your own number, right. and then they actually take your credit card information and mm-hmm. process it directly to um, this fund that isn't transferred directly to the, the charity. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook uh, last year actually waived all fees for charity fundraisers, so the nonprofits um, that get raised for it, they get 100% of the money.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, unlike sort of the, uh, some of the other crowdfunding platforms, mm-hmm. it actually disperses on a rolling basis. Mm-hmm. Meaning
1: once it comes in, it goes Yeah, so the
2: fundraiser doesn't have, not quite, like there's obviously some time to let the charge come through and do Mm -hmm. anti-money laundering things and whatever else. Mm -hmm. But um, the fundraiser does not have to end for the money to start to go out the door. I see,
0: I see. So it started to do this. It was what, how quickly did it get to a million dollars?
2: I think we got to a million dollars Monday morning.
0: So you started this, I'm sorry, Friday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday Saturday. morning. So by Monday you had a million dollars. Yeah, maybe by Sunday night. Amazing. And yeah. what did you th- what did you imagine? Like I, I I it must be like, oh my god, what did you tell racists?
1: So we yes, we did. Right. Um so racists did they know? Did you know anybody there? No. no. So right. <laughs> we we um swiftly were able we called in a few friends and said, Hey, this is getting actually yeah. pretty popular and we need right. help doing you know FAQs and mm-hmm. something we really need help with is contacting this organization does anyone know anyone there right and uh, nobody did and so one of our friends wrote up an email to they have some email addresses right. listed on the website and we just emailed uh, Saturday after right. we'd raised we were on target for 250,000 at that point right and just said, hey, uh, just so you know, we've raised a lot of money and we think we're going to keep raising because Dave mm-hmm. was actually doing analytics to see mm-hmm. the rate and the rate yeah. was going up. You're and doing up analytics? And
2: up. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> Facebook fundraiser was definitely not <laughs> built for this scale right. of raise. So it has no built-in analytics. So all those graphs I've been posting, yeah. I'm just doing that in Google Sheets. Right, right. Um, and because I wanted to have a sense of what was happening. And to
0: say where it's coming from yeah. and what's going
2: on. Well, So the, the where it's coming from data, we all collect anecdotally from what people say because right. right. there's literally no analytics analytics. analytics in this product. Right, right, right. Which we're going to get feedback on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Good, good. Mark can fix that. Do something nice. Um, Um, So you called
1: them and mm -hmm. how to
0: explain what happened? Yeah, so
1: we did a cold email. Where are they? They're
0: in Texas. They're in Texas. San Antonio Um, is their main
1: office. Yeah, they have six offices across Texas. The big one is in San Antonio. And they
0: do okay, but I'm guessing this much money has never been raised. Their
1: yearly budget's about $7 million. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So they called us back immediately and we're just, you know, floored, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we started a conversation about, okay, we've been talking about it as a bond fund. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out that they What's actually... That? Explain that. Yeah. So um, the... Uh, oh, they
0: just, just devoted to it's specifically. Right. That's so what you had, promised had people. two wow. fundraising
1: goals. And actually, this is an incredible story. Um, yeah. Raises in May mm-hmm. uh, set two fundraising goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to be able to bond out parents who have been incarcerated because right. the, the main reason these children are held is because their parents are in jail. Right. And so if the parents can get out of jail, they can reclaim their kids. Right. Uh, is is the mechanism anyway. Right. So they had a dedicated bond relief fund and mm-hmm. they had um, a dedicated fund for universal representation for mm-hmm. uh, unaccompanied children is how mm-hmm. it started. Um, in Texas last year, 76% of children um, who were in the immigration system for this went unrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something like, uh, it was either 31,000 or 13,000. Yeah, no, I think it was 31,000. We'll get the number. Part,
2: but part of the deal there is that uh, in the immigration courts, you do not have a right to an attorney in the sense that the government will not provide you one if you cannot afford one. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can genuinely go unrepresented mm-hmm. uh, and there is no it's about of to official speak on your provision right. to have anyone speak on your behalf. And we're talking about children.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Like
2: some of these people are four or five years old and don't, right not only don't speak English, don't speak Spanish. Right, you right,
1: know? right. And they have to go to court not only without a lawyer, but even without a parent. Right. Um, and I think as a parent, Calling. no one it's... no one would send their child and to court alone. And then what do they, they just with them? They just dispose, Well, uh, you know, them. there's a variety yep. of things that end up happening, um, especially with unaccompanied minors. Mm-hmm. But um, what we do know um, is with Raises' work, uh, 90% of children who end up with a lawyer, who end up represented, have a successful asylum case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And then become and, adopted or if they're unaccompanied. Right. right. They, right. they go through the system. Mm-hmm. Um, they're reunited with relatives who are here, here? even right. though they crossed without one. Mm-hmm. A variety of things end up happening. But Raises had set these goals in May and specifically said on their website, these are big and and aggressive and risky goals and we have no idea how we are going to meet this need. Mm-hmm. But we know we have to try because the current situation is unsustainable. Unsustainable. And it's inhumane for these right. families.
0: absolutely.
1: Um, and so very quickly after that call Saturday night, our goal became we are going to fully fund these two these goals. These two things. Which, yeah. you would,
0: which But initially it was just to let one, one parent, per, out. One parent right. out. All right, when we get back, we're here with Charlotte and Dave Wilner. They have raised $19 million in a Facebook fundraiser that was supposed to raise $1,500 um, It's called Reunite an Immigrant Parent with Their Child. Those simple words, all that money. We'll talk more when we get back. Today's show is brought to you by Synchrony. Ambition lives everywhere. Synchrony believes your ambition isn't something you just look forward to. It's what you work forward to. That's why they partner with businesses to help provide the payment tools and technologies, promotional financing, and retail insights they need. Every day at over 350,000 partner locations, Synchrony helps people and businesses fulfill their unique ambitions, big and small, for themselves and for their communities. Because at the end of the day, when consumers succeed, businesses succeed, and when we all work together, we can achieve more than we can alone. The only question is, what are you working forward to? Learn more at SynchronyFinancial.com. I'd also like to tell you about one of our other podcasts, Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Peter, who'd you talk to this
1: week? Hey, Kara. I will tell you who I talked to this week. I talked to Dan Pfeiffer, formerly White House Communications Director, a genuine bigwig, now a co-host of Pod Save America. It makes me even a bigger bigwig. He's got a new book out called Yes, We Still Can. It's about his time in the White House and everything that has happened since then. It's a wide-ranging talk about how communications works in 2018, how it doesn't work, how Trump is good at it, how the Democrats are maybe not so good at it, and what the Democrats can figure out in time for the next election. It's a good podcast. You will like it.
0: Sounds great, Peter. You can find Recode Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're here with Charlotte and Dave Wilner, who I now want to marry myself. They're the creators of the Facebook fundraiser Reunite an Immigrant Parent with their child. I actually want to be their child. Um, so you raised this money, you started to, you got to a million by Monday, Sunday, something Sunday like night, that. Sunday night, Monday morning, yeah. All right, it is it is Friday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nin- how did it get to nineteen million?
2: Well, we raised $7.5 million yesterday, Yeah, so that that helped
0: a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and $7
2: million was racist's full annual budget. Yes, we raised the, more than their annual budget yesterday. So now what do
0: they say? Do they want all this money? I mean, it's a lot. We yes. checked. Yes, yeah. They do. They do, okay.
1: And we would love to talk about that, okay? Um, because they because
0: from what I understand, I talked to Brandy. They're, they're sister organizations, and, and yes, yeah. yeah.
1: The common question we get now is like, "Oh my gosh, can they use all this money?" And mm-hmm. the answer resoundingly is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Raices is um, has been from the very beginning so committed to like sharing these resources with every organization in right. Texas who needs them and who is right. who is partnering with them. Um, you know, they can now provide lawyers to a bunch of the pro bono projects. We can mm-hmm. say, okay, you've got a paid lawyer now. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The process of reuniting these families is going to be extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one wonderful thing, we saw a Slate article about this earlier this week, but one wonderful thing about the way that Raices works and the way they're structured is so much of their their costs, their operating costs, are direct legal services, right? Mm-hmm. So unlike some of these charities I think we've heard about in recent years where they build up all this money and then it's kind of sitting there, yeah. they, have, they can expand their run rate almost indefinitely. Yes, until... Yeah, right. That's I
0: only give to legal groups because they... Exactly. Things it's all spent
1: directly, right. directly on, on what legal
0: cases. needs to happen. Right. Yeah.
2: Particularly with these asylum cases, they can go for a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there absolutely is a use for pro bono attorney work, but they mm-hmm. also do really need dedicated lawyers right. who are working on this in right. a sustainable way mm-hmm. because you can't take a week off and finish right. one of these cases. And, right.
0: and now that they've been broken apart and they seem to have done it in a way that's completely... Haphazard. Haphazard. And we don't know... They don't know where they're from. They didn't even...
2: It's links right. the
0: children with their parents, correct? Right. Is that is that, that so can't there, be correct.
2: There it's... are databases, but mm-hmm. they are both hard to access because they exist on the sort of unaccompanied minor side. And mm-hmm. access very appropriately is locked down because we're talking about data about kids. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, like frankly, the government has not exactly been helpful, mm-hmm. even when people are. Bonded mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. Um, folks are dropped off at the San Antonio bus station with a giant stack of paperwork in English and no instructions on what to do
0: to find their children. Right, and yeah. one of
2: the things that racist does is meet everyone at that bus station
0: and try to find them and try too. to help them. So, find talk their about their kids. The, what lies ahead. This idea of reuniting these children is, yeah.
1: yeah, and they've been sent all over the country. They've been sent all yes. over the country, and there has been so far. I mean, we're talking Friday morning. There's been so far very little uh, will or engagement from the U.S. government on this. Mm-hmm. Um, The way we feel is that if the government won't reunite these families, we will. Mm -hmm. And if that takes $19 million, great. Mm -hmm. If that takes $40 million, we'll figure it out. Right, right. the, this is the government you and I pay for. Yes. Yeah, it is a curious feeling to have <laughs> yeah. your charity fighting your tax dollars. I think that is sort of an, an interesting, <laughs> yeah. an interesting place where we are. But that is funny, except it's not. Yeah, yeah. What's We're all laughing. <laughs> oh no, right. The, uh, yeah. the
2: joke target once everything went crazy was what's the total annual budget of ICE? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a lot of money. Yes, so, right. we've
1: also been asked if uh, we raise thirty billion dollars if we can prevent the wall. So yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. We'll see, but yeah, um, yeah. So the plan right now is um, actually well we are recording this, Uh, there's a call ongoing about specifically what's going on with reunification. Um, There's been a lot of conflicting reports this morning about Mm -hmm. um, whether prosecution is on hold for these families, whether charges are being dropped for these families. We know that 17 cases were dismissed yesterday, but obviously Mm -hmm. there are thousands uh, that remain. So far, um, we have only I believe this is. I mean, and now they're not night. splitting families. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe right. right? And uh, we heard a report this morning that um, Secretary Nielsen said that perhaps separation would continue. There's it's a very fluid situation. What we know is that Raices has been doing this work for decades, mm-hmm. um, and they, uh, along with their partner organizations, are the most qualified people to be on the ground making these decisions right now. Uh, on what we what, what we have we to do is pump as many resources as we can to support form that effort in the form of money but in other things, yeah. right? Expert um, help. Expert mm-hmm. help. Uh, you know, we, their we, website was down. Yeah, like we destroyed all, their website. Yeah, we, we really, I'm sorry, we pwned their website. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is now back up and that's up with the help of people who do know how to use websites. Yes, like yes. Yeah, site reliability engineering. Exactly.
0: Right. So, so talk about this idea because a lot of what, this happened during the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone rose up in Silicon Valley and then it Die down. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going through the courts appropriately, by the way. There's Mm -hmm. nothing to do. Like there's, Mm -hmm. it has to, it has worked its way and is working its way um, to in the way this country is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a new uh, feeling of doing something in Silicon Valley? I mean, look, you work for Facebook. Facebook's under siege this year Mm -hmm. over. over what happened during the election, uh, and appropriately they're mm-hmm. uh, they are being criticized for it. Um, how do you think people in Silicon Valley have changed because there's there's been such a sort of a libertarian, don't get involved. Mark is always talking about the platform being benign. It's not obviously mm-hmm. it's being used, and you know the the tools are being misused uh, that they've extended. Do you think something has shifted in mentality
1: here? So truthfully, Dave and I both work in in the trust and safety space, mm-hmm. and the side of Silicon Valley you're describing is actually not a side we have ever seen in mm-hmm. our work. Um, something that a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. uh, about Silicon Valley is the huge sort of underpinning force of people who work every day to do what's right by people. Mm-hmm. Um, users. Users. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, users, people, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of actions that are taken online affect people who do not use those platforms, right? Right. Um, You know, in trust and safety specifically, we have hundreds of people, at this point probably thousands thousands of people spread all through the valley who, you know, every day come in and work child welfare cases. Mm -hmm. They figure out, you know, what's going on with stalking, with Mm -hmm. child grooming, with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, separated families. Property Mm
2: -hmm. damage in our case, you know, Mm -hmm. interpersonal conflict.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And so – You know, when we started this, even just within our own network, there is such a strong sense of wanting to help, not just in this crisis, but Mm -hmm. in many crises, because what we do is crisis response. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that does not get as much airplay understandably Mm -hmm. um but what we are now seeing is that spirit which has coexisted with sort of this libertarian whatever you want to call it which does exist which does exist absolutely yeah um but it's not what we see in our day-to-day what we're seeing i I think is a much is a reorientation perhaps or or refocusing on the other values that these companies often simultaneously carry right um the response we've gotten from you know Obviously, our tech friends, but the tech leaders we've also been put in touch with, mm-hmm. people are really passionate about this issue. Mm-hmm. It's not a political or partisan issue. Like, families need to be together. Children should not be separated from mm-hmm. their parents. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and it's worth it's worth hitting on. Um, Charlotte sort of alluded to it earlier, but it, it, this is not something the two of us did. Mm-hmm. It started as something the two of us were doing. And mm-hmm. at this point, what— um, Yesterday, mm-hmm. the day before Tuesday, we had a spontaneously self-assembled operations team in our living room, mm-hmm. helping us stay on top of all the notifications, answering people's questions. Um, y- you've obviously been in touch with some of the mm-hmm. the press folks mm-hmm. who all just came forward and volunteered their time and their services. There's right. been an enormous outpouring of mm-hmm. desire to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have from so that- much
1: food in our fridge right now. <laughs> I mean, please, every delivery app don't is send sent donuts. Our help. We have <laughs> so <laughs> many donuts,
2: uh, but it, it, that. There are a lot of people who are helpers who work in tech, yeah, and they are helping. And like no, right. no one stays in trust and safety who isn't motivated for authentic reasons, right. because it is not necessarily the most glorious job, and mm-hmm. it is hard, hard work. Absolutely. Right? No so question. All of the people who endure are there because they care about these things, right. and this is a, a spontaneous outburst of that spirit. Right. Public. if
0: It exists there. That was yes. the good Silicon Valley. Yeah. I don't mean to, you know, the reason I've been yeah. so hard on them mm-hmm. because it's, it's moved very far away from that in a lot of ways. Totally. Um, in terms of not just wealth. It's not a question of wealth, because someone was asking me yesterday, um, oh, these people all they care about is money. I go, no, that's not mm-hmm. really it. No. But they really are very firm in the fact that they aren't involved in the world. And that they are. Way, that, that's always been a problem as far yeah. as I was concerned. And I didn't feel like you could, especially given the current political environment, ignore Um, And I I think very stark choices that have to be – that you have to – you know, I I had an argument with Mark Zuckerberg about this. I said – he was saying, well, I don't want to sit in my – Desk in California make choices. I said that's called values, and you have to have them. I mean, there's just no getting away from them.
2: Not, act, he, he, not acting is a choice.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so it was. Re- it's a really interesting debate going on because if you have responsibility over these platforms, you have responsibility over these. Pla- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, and you, as parents, you know that, right? Yeah, we right. make choices. We give our children values. We we decide which way to live. So that's me ranting about it. But um, so, what next for this? What, what next? We've got about five more minutes. I want to. What can not just what can people do? What's next for you, for this? You keep raising this money, right? So we are. Is there going to be a stop
1: to it? Are you going to say
0: no more raising of the money? Or
1: I mean, no, because it it disperses every two weeks. Like we have no we have no reason really to end it. I mean, mm-hmm. if we can keep getting fifteen hundred dollars a day for a while, right? That's wild. Let's do it. You know, yeah. Those Austin um, SoundWorks people wish. They had <laughs> I know. Well, we got we to start it's the another last one. Biggest uh, one. Well,
2: and that is a, a piece of product feedback. You uh, can't right. change the target, right? So right.
1: the target organization, right. the target organization. No, is, you wouldn't, right? Right. 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 Well, but
2: you also just mechanically, you can't co-raise. Like, yeah, you pick an organization, and they, and they can they do what they want with the money, money. Right. Yeah, block
1: yep. grants, redistribution, right. totally. I yeah. mean, I think in terms of what's next, our, t- our top focus is. Uh, Reuniting the families we know have been separated mm-hmm. and uh, preventing this from happening to any other families. Mm-hmm. Um, the solution that's on the table right now reads a lot like indefinite detention um, for these families, and that is also unacceptable. Right. So we are going to be working to— um, Indefinite until they're processed through a system
0: that may or may not be processing them. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and right. I wouldn't
2: say after the chaos we've seen, I would— invest any confidence in anything that no, is stated they'll just to be, be the sitting plan. Sitting there. Yeah. yeah. And
0: the people who run private prisons will make the money from right. it, who are friends of this. It yeah. just goes it's on and, and on. It's
1: appalling. Yeah. So our... our um, Desire is to get the people who have donated to this and who have shared this and passionate about this with us this week um, to uh, allow them to enter into some more permanent space on Facebook, whether Mm -hmm. that's a group or a page or something like that, to get people organized. Uh, The number one question we have gotten is, how else can I help? I I want to do something now. Exactly. And so many people felt like they needed to do a thing and this was the thing Mm -hmm. at first, but now this is going to be a thing. It is the first thing and they want to do more. And so we have to get people connected with local opportunities in their area, we have to get people registered to vote and mm-hmm. and supporting measures that stops these things and stop practices like this all over the, all over the country. So you know, have a political organization in a way. <laughs> Maybe. I mean,
0: apparently, yeah, yeah, you are. So how do you feel about that? Speaking when you started this, you talked about not being political. Everything's political, by the way. Yeah, just as, as it turns out. out. As it turns out, I know it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for Silicon Valley. It really is.
2: I I. I think that it we've been very mindful to keep what we ask these people to focus on very narrow so that the consensus can stay very broad, mm-hmm. right? The position that, explain
0: that. That's well, a really smart thing you just the, said.
2: The, the, the position that, like, children should—toddlers should be with their parents is, is the closest thing I can think to as a self-evident truth yes, yes. that exists. <laughs> right. And, like, the corollary that, like, no toddler should be in prisons even right. with their parents for right. indefinite periods of time is, is the next— sort of closest thing. And I think, and again, we are assembling this airplane as we're flying it, but we are going to try to keep the momentum very tightly focused on those two Mm -hmm. points because even with all this goodwill, even with all this money, Fixing this is going to take a long time. It should never right. have happened in the first place. Right, and we need to ensure that it never happens again. Right, and the more of this outrage we can keep focused and keep consensus mm-hmm. together on that narrow topic, yeah. the better off we will be on this question.
0: On this question, on although this question. toddlers not in prison is a very low bar well, for our <laughs> country. Certainly, gotta start. Is. Let's somewhere. not do that.
1: Right. Like, we yeah, had a friend. I agree. We had a friend today who said, "Oh, you know, any updates you can provide on these kids would really help people sleep at night." Right. And Dave said something I think is really true, which right. is people shouldn't be sleeping at night. Right. No one should sleep yep. at night until this. I don't. I agree. I wake up yeah. sick every morning. It's
0: really, it's yeah. interesting that one thing, everyone's like, why are you focused on this and not that, which I think people tend to do, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, so what, you're focusing on the. It doesn't, yeah. because it is something it's that does... showing
2: fix. up to an AIDS fundraiser and asking why it's not about breast cancer.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> like most, yeah. Both yeah. Exactly. of those things yeah. can be bad It does remind time. me, interestingly enough, I, I'm a lot older than you, I'm at the AIDS crisis, yeah. and there was a moment where everything shifted, mm-hmm. um, that everyone was just angry and they stayed angry until it, it was... Not fixed. fixed, but it was. Fi- it was hmm. things happened. Progress, yeah. things, was progress was made, which was really
2: interesting. Well, and that, that is worth noting, particularly. I mean, this obviously started in the tech community. A lot of the other volunteer efforts that have helped us mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. be able to be crushed under this mm-hmm. uh, have been other tech people, just because that's who we know. Yeah, but the donor base is extremely diverse, very yeah. broad, mm-hmm. um, and. It is not a narrow segment of people who probably were already yelling about Trump on the internet. Yeah, it, this really. This is a broad segment of people yes. don't know
0: what to do, and that's, yes. that's that's part of it. And the part that I keep trying to tell tech people is, you know, we run the internet. <laughs> like we can do something. Yes. Like we we have control. We have. Power in a way that you uh, do, and it's one thing. I I'm glad you quoted Frederick Douglass, but I'll quote uh, Alexander Hamilton, which is, Mm -hmm. "If you stand for nothing, you fall for everything." And Mm -hmm. so I think this is precisely the kind of thing, and it's it's not just a feel good story because I I mean obviously there's a feel good story that you can do this, but 19 million dollars in one week Mm -hmm. makes a difference. It will, and it and it will be uh, thirty. It'll be forty. It will be. Every
1: family will get a lawyer. Every mm -hmm. child will get a lawyer. We will be able to have the resources to get these kids back to their parents.
0: Well, anything last things? What do you say to people?
1: Vote, 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 vote. Make sure every representative you have from city council on up hears from you every day. And if you're uncomfortable on the phone, you are nowhere near as uncomfortable as these kids right now. Yep, so get on it. Is a
0: great way to put it.
1: And where can people go to keep giving money? Yes. So, of course, they can go directly to the website, raicestexas.org. Um, you They can, of course, also give on the fundraiser. Uh, the fundraiser is called... Uh, Reunite an immigrant parent with their child mm-hmm. on Facebook. Which is yours. Which is ours. Yes, the it's biggest the one, one. It's the one with at least $19 million in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few copycats. There's some There's some people trying to make a quick buck saying Scammers. it's the same, right, but it goes oh, directly man. to there. Facebook's been great about taking those down when they see them, but just, you know, double check. They make will sure keep trying. Because yeah. people are trying to, to right. take... Their own money, taking your money that these should go to these kids.
0: Everywhere
2: there's yeah. a big pile of money, someone will try to steal it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No. So look for the one with almost half a million donors, and mm-hmm. you found the right one. And are you still accepting matching grants? or does that we still absolutely sure are. You so are. If, you are, if you have anything between fifty dollars and a hundred thousand dollars or more, and we want will take to match, your money. W- yeah. You want to take my money? Well, yeah.
0: Whoever's money I will wants do a matching grant.
1: We awesome. would love
0: that. I will do
1: ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! Fantastic.
0: Right. I would you do it? Thank right. you. It's
1: not Mark Zuckerberg money, but <laughs> <laughs> has Mark <laughs> given you money? We Newsfeed informs us that he has, yeah. but we, we do not know the amount, and it, it surely wasn't a million dollars. I am going to shame him right now, <laughs> all right? I, so will the, get, uh, I know a lot of billionaires, by yeah. the way. We, we
2: broke FYI. the donor panel because right. uh, it was not designed for this scale. So I don't strictly know who's given us money at this right. point because it won't load. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: They'll fix it. If you need help, I'll, yeah. I will I have people I know there. All right? I know you do, but I know yeah, yeah. even higher up. Every little helps. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Thank I you. really appreciate it. This is incredibly moving, and it makes me feel good about tech,
1: which I usually don't every day. Well, anyway, thank I'm you so much. And now you're going down to Facebook to talk to them about it? Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah, we've got a, a big... Uh, conversation to have with their fundraisers team to thank them right. um, for the work they've already Great. done um, to this point and to ask them to do a little more work.
0: Good. All like right. So you got a list. Posts. You got a punch list? Yes. Oh, we, All got, right. we got a list.
2: <laughs> Still geeks. The, the needs are quite clear. <laughs>
0: thank you, David and Charlotte Wilner. You are kind and good people. And it's really nice that you've done this. They're the creators of the Facebook fundraiser to reunite an immigrant parent with their child. You can find it on Facebook. Please give money. I match what I'm about, What I just said, I committed to giving, um, and I hope you get to a hundred million dollars soon. Thank, thank, you thank you so much. Thank you. It was great talking to you, Charlotte and Dave Wilner. Thanks for coming on the show. We're talking about immigration on this special episode of Recode Decode. We're going to take a quick break now, and we'll be back with Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky after this. Today's show is brought to you by M Particle, the leading customer data platform built with privacy by design at its core. Customer data privacy and security are more important than ever, yet 80% of companies are set to fail GDPR standards. To help brands support GDPR compliance, MParticle has launched real-time data consent and request management and fulfillment. You can collect, attribute, and match customer data securely across all touchpoints to create a 360-degree view for better, more personalized experiences without relying on your engineering department. Learn how MParticle can help you by visiting its GDPR resource hub at hello.mparticle.com recode. I'd also like to tell you about my other podcast, Too Embarrassed to Ask. Every week, we answer your questions about consumer tech and the week's news. This week, I talked to Anil Dash, CEO of Frog Creek Software. Um, Neil, what do we talk about besides mangoes?
2: Mostly mangoes, but a little bit about tech and how the industry needs to be a little more ethical and thoughtful.
0: And do you think they will be anew?
2: Eventually. Really? You know, if we wait long enough.
0: Well, if you wait, everything comes down the river if you wait long enough. That's right, right. Right. Sometime
2: before the sun envelops the earth.
0: Oh God! Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you can find two and but mangoes nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a good
2: part there. Hashtag
0: mangoes. mangoes. You can find too embarrassed to ask on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's too embarrassed to ask. See you there. And I'm back in the studio for part two of this special episode of Recode Decode. I'm now joined by Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb, who was just at our Code Conference. He and his co-founders publicly denounced the Trump administration's family separation policy earlier this week, one of the first uh, and um, most—the strongest, I would say. Um, Thank you for coming in.
3: Thank you very much, Kara. Good. So
0: what we're doing here is we're trying to sort of talk— You know, one of my themes of the past year has been this issue of Silicon Valley not stepping up in terms of— social stuff and everything yeah. else like that. And Airbnb has actually been pretty good on a lot of these things on immigration. I just wanted to—so I interviewed Charlotte um, and and Dave Wilner today about the raising of all this money, right. and there's a lot of activity within the tech sector about this topic, about immigration. So I'd just like to sort of get your thoughts on how you think of this. I'm, I'm using you as a typical Silicon Valley CEO because you're dealing with all kinds of social issues coming at you every week, it seems.
3: I think that— um I think that we're realizing, all of us, uh, all of us tech founders and CEOs, Mm -hmm. that we probably have a greater responsibility than we used to think we had. You know, when I came to Silicon Valley in 2007, people said my responsibility was to build a great company, to grow, and to get a return for investors. They didn't say you had to, you know, speak out on social issues and try to make society better. And... I think that we are now reckoning with the idea that companies have more power than ever. They're more global than ever. And even governments and policymakers that I meet are seeking more leadership from us. And Mm so I think that we in Silicon Valley have been slow to accept the responsibility the world is looking to us for. And I think that explains some of the backlash that tech is receiving. And so we decided that we have to step up. And so if you are a tech CEO – you have to kind of choose your issues. Like, I can't follow every issue and step on every issue. So you kind of have to pick, you know, there's a couple issues all of us will agree in tech. Mm -hmm. And in Airbnb's uh, uh, place in particular, you got to pick issues that are relevant to your mission. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know about every issue. I know kind of a lot about belonging and connection and travel and bringing people together. And so last January, when Trump instituted a travel ban, that was a pretty big issue for us to Mm -hmm. be able to step forward. The idea of families being ripped apart, Pretty easy issue for us to step forward against. And we have some credibility in this issue because it is at least somewhat related to our business and what we do.
0: Right. Because you wouldn't go, oh, Space Force, we shouldn't have that, right? That would be. (laughs) How do you feel about the Space Force?
3: I don't have too strong <laughs> feelings about that. Okay. I don't spend too much time there, There's so not yes, be a that's a Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, and in, in any case, so when you think about this, what, t- talk about the calculations. I want people to understand because uh, one of the things I was arguing with uh, some another tech leader about this, and they're like, "Well, we've, we're supposed to grow our company, and yet we can't speak on everything. And if we stop doing one thing, do we do another? You know, they were talking about how difficult this is. So, so go through the thinking of how you all decide to do. Like, first, talk about the travel ban. And I, I don't I don't want to it's you missed saying you guys didn't have a tragedy last year when you were in um, Paris with your whole team there was a um there was a shooting. there was the a shooting a few years ago. yeah, so everyone's getting dragged into all yeah. kinds of global issues all along. But let's talk about the travel ban itself when that happened. What happened? So people get a sense of what yeah. you're thinking.
3: I remember that Trump was inaugurated if I recall, only a couple weeks before. And I think mm-hmm. the tech industry was completely holding their breath. And I even remember people saying, maybe it won't be so bad. Yeah.
0: And you didn't <laughs> go to the meeting, right? I
3: did not go to the meeting. Were you invited? I was invited. I was invited mm-hmm. And I declined the invitation. It was convenient that I had a vacation. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I've am i already got plans to be with my family, but I declined. I just did not think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I was surprised the the attendance, mm-hmm. just, but, but that people made their own decisions. And the I remember the travel ban happened on maybe a Thursday or a Friday and I was just so surprised and I think it was a Saturday morning and... It um, was a Friday
0: that happen okay,
3: it happened. Okay. And I remember on... Uh, we had a meeting Friday night. I was just so flabbergasted by what had happened. We're like, we have to do something. We didn't know what we were going to do. But mm-hmm. We're like, this is crazy. We have to speak out. I don't know if speaking out is a tweet, mm-hmm. like a little statement or something greater. And I could feel um, on Saturday morning um, it started bubbling and mm-hmm. actually... Um, Somebody sent an email. Um, Sam Altman sent an email to like 20 tech CEOs. Like I'm in a thread with like every, all the big ones. Mm-hmm. And there was this kind of this chain. Why aren't I on this thread? I don't know. Yes, right, I, felt okay. like right. I figured you probably got it forwarded to you by somebody. No. And um, there was this kind of accumulation of outrage that I hadn't seen from anyone in tech before. I'd never seen us united. I always wondered, like, why is the tech industry, like, not united on more issues? Everyone mm-hmm. seems to only worry about their own business. Right. And this was the one time I saw everyone united. And as the day bubbled, I, you know, I was on the phone with the teams the entire day, and we started realizing I can't only do a tweet. Like everyone seemed to do tweets. I'm That's like, what this everyone does. Yeah. So like kind of like s- like kind of yeah, social media outrage. Right, yeah. And it's like there's no action here. And so I was on the phone with Joe. Um I was I wasn't my dad, mm-hmm. I think, or my girlfriend and her father on a way to a Golden State Warriors basketball game. Mm-hmm. I'm in a in the back of like an SUV. And I'm on the phone with Joe, and I said, like, what's the biggest idea you have? Like, we Mm -hmm. have to go bigger, and a tweet isn't the biggest idea. Right,
0: or a statement. Yeah, a
3: statement. And Joe said, we have to do an action. I thought, what's an action? And he said, what if we just provide housing for anybody who is stranded or doesn't have a place to stay because of the travel ban? I just put a simple tweet out, and I said, Airbnb will provide free housing to anyone. And it got, like—and I don't have, like, a huge Twitter following. It got Mm -hmm. 200,000 likes and, Mm -hmm. like, 100,000 retweets. And my phone, like, almost melted. I had no idea. And then my team was so inspired that they came to me and they said, we should do a Super Bowl ad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, a Super Bowl ad? I've never done a Super Bowl ad. Why would we do a Super Bowl ad? And they said, well, we can buy 30 seconds for $3.8 million. And I said, that's a lot of money. What are we going to say? And they had previously made a video. They recut it, and it was around this idea of acceptance. And I said, I think it's a great message, but I had two issues. Number one, I don't want to be, like, viewed as kind of arrogant, patting myself on the back as if I, so I said, if we do it, we better have a very light light touch to the branding. So like we didn't even have the word Airbnb or anything. And I said, if we do, we better have an action. And so I thought, what's the action? Joe and I got in a room again. What's the biggest idea you could think? And we came up to what if we commit to housing 100,000 people for free via our community over the next five years? Mm -hmm. And we decided to agree to do that. It was kind of a bit of a scramble. I mean, it was a
0: In order to put it into place. Yeah,
3: because to do that over five years will probably cost like tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And
0: housing for free meaning?
3: Meaning that somebody who is a refugee, Mm -hmm. a service worker, or somebody displaced by disaster will get placed via a system that that Mm -hmm. we partner with these disaster organizations who vet the people, and then they place them in Airbnb host homes. Right. And And you pay for it. Yes, and we pay for it. And that is surprisingly... Expensive and inefficient because mm-hmm. you you can't just like well, yeah there's a yeah. lot of vetting you got to right. care for these people and the government does some reimbursement so there's a lot of red tape and so that and we and since then we've you know housed eleven thousand people so mm-hmm. we're about eleven percent towards our goal and so we felt like well this is an issue like we can't solve all social issues right but like housing for people the need well we provide housing for hundreds right. of millions of people why did not we do that and so I think that more companies in tech I'd love for them to you know use their natural superpowers to, like, make so much of a difference. Because I met with so many policymakers saying, thank you for doing this. We weren't going to build a technology platform. And that would have taken five years for them to do it. Right.
0: And so when you – did you hear a lot from your employees? Is that a big pressure point for you? Because a lot of companies, like, I know, feel – when you think of who's your base, like Trump talks about his base, your base, your employees, right? I mean, and your customers, obviously. But do you hear a lot from, first, your employees about this?
3: I think that... Um, Is it
0: part of an important part of being a CEO? 100%.
3: Um, I do think that a lot of pressure... I think that the, the classical two pressure points for a CEO, well, other than the investors, mm-hmm. and I think people think the investors, I don't think they realize the actual two pressure points of CEO are their employees in and the, and the press.
0: Right, right. Those
3: are extremely strong pressure points in addition to investors. And in our case, I'd say... We have an additional pressure point, which is our host, our partners, because they are very, very loud. They feel like they're partners with us. Um, they The travel ban thing happened so fast that we kind of reacted before right. the employees.
0: Before you got suggestions. Yeah.
3: I would say Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and our challenges, the hashtag Airbnb While Black, that was a lot of pressure internally. And, you know, we started hearing personal stories. We had a lot of town halls, Q&A. So that was one that I think was more of a slow build. And Mm -hmm. I really felt that. And it was deeply personal for all of our employees that were personally affected. Whereas Mm -hmm. the travel ban, it was one of the most proud moments. Morale, like, went up quite a bit. And Mm -hmm. people felt like, thank God, this is a company that takes a stand. And And I got to be honest, I was pretty nervous when we did the ad. So nervous that two nights before the ad... I called Jonathan and I asked him to sell the ad. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to admit this, but I was just certain that, like...
0: Nobody would like it.
3: I I thought the right would kill me, and Trump and this and that, and I. But I, I was actually more worried about the left because I thought they're going to think we're like self-aggrandizing, and right. I didn't. I thought everyone would hate me, and I'm like, right. this was a bad <laughs> idea. We shouldn't be running social issue That's ads. That's why it's on... a good idea if yeah. everyone's
0: going to hate you. And then, and then in Jonathan case you're interested.
3: either they could sell the ad or Toby could sell the ad, but I was having cold feet. and I'm like, okay, fine. Well, if we can't sell the ad, we better do this. But it, it, he couldn't sell the ad. They said, no, we can't Who get him. Who affected
0: them. you? That? You, did you just yourself? You were like, okay, you're going to get attacked. by I just the got cold people. feet. I just, uh, I just temporarily
3: like lost. Current. Courage, mm-hmm. got a little cold feet for like one night and I called them. I mean, I wasn't I didn't actually try to pull the out, I just said, can you please ask if I can get Did the money Did you back? think about
0: your investors at all or not? Because one of the things you said on stage was you have more constituents <laughs> yeah. than you realized, like lots and lots, not just investors, that Silicon Valley doesn't think of all the constituencies it has. I
3: thought a little bit about like if this goes horribly wrong. I have a responsibility for this not to go horribly wrong and the business to tank and us to like, you know, like I thought, I mean, the calculation of it going horribly wrong is that it's horrible for everybody mm-hmm. our host, our guest, our investors, employees. So you start to think about everybody and realize, mm-hmm. am I creating more problems or am I actually solving problems? It turns out it was a good thing to do. I'm glad I did it. It was a good lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I pushed for it. In the and first now place. this
0: one. So what happened
3: here? Oh, um, this was a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Because you got <laughs> it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I'm already on, like, the wrong side of the White House, so that's fine. So at this point, it was pretty easy. And so um, the, I'm pretty proud of the culture of the company because they were the ones that said, like, here's what we should be doing. We should be speaking out against this. Um, again, it was kind of like an obvious thing. I'm like, oh, of course we should. So I Family didn't tell our should. team, let's do this. Our team is like, we're ready to go. We know what to do. Right. And they were just – it was all teed up. And I – so so Joe and I just approved, like like, they said, what do you want to say? We kind of – Gave us some ideas and, okay, based on your ideas, we'll write a set statement. It was like four sentences. Mm-hmm. It was pretty simple. What I didn't know was that we'd have much more extraordinary acts than a tweet, like mm-hmm. Dave and Charlotte Wilner. And Dave right. Wilner has been aired me for three years. He's mm-hmm. a trust and safety manager and leader. And he, I think, had the intention of raising like $15,000. $1500. $1500. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. I know. And as of this morning, you said he's raised 20, $19, yeah, million, $20 million, million dollars yeah. via $38 donations mm-hmm. on Facebook. Airbnb can take zero credit for his generosity. I do want to take credit for hiring people like that. And I do think that we attract a lot of really great people, and Dave is one of those people. So
0: the action here for this
3: one, what do you do? Do
0: you you feel like uh, buffeted by having to take actions? Is there an action here
3: for you? Oh, um, that's a really good question. Um, well, we've, we've donated. Nate donated. Joe Note donated. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm donating. I'm in the process of donating. Um, so that's the action. The other thing is we do want to take an action. And I've asked my team, I said, can we help? Mm-hmm. Because I know this organization, races, is going to have $19 million. Mm-hmm. My question for them is, well, what are they going to do at $19 million? Like, do they have technology? Do mm-hmm. they have a platform? Can they house these people? Could we help? And so my first question was, we're housing families anyway. Can we help house? Can we do something more than just give money? And as far as I know, our team is in the process of Of figuring figuring that out if we can help. And these are the kind of things that you want to move fast, but there's so many organizations, so right. it's you hard to, to, like, out you correctly. don't plug and play. You do like. have
0: a foundation, too, or correct?
3: Or do you, you have foundational work, you guys? We do a lot of foundational yeah. work. We yeah. don't have a nonprofit. Right. Answer so,
0: that. last question, because I know you got to go. Yeah. Um, when you're thinking, when you get back to this, the idea of Silicon Valley having a conscience or values, um, a lot of people do. Push away from that idea, and I just interviewed Rose McCaro, who's head of Patagonia. Who very—they sued the Trump administration. They've done all kinds of actions and everything else. Their their revenues have quadrupled in, since she's been CEO. Very aggressive political values, all kind—not just political, all kinds of values. Um, they embrace it. Yeah. Why is that so hard for tech people?
3: Well, there's two reasons why you should speak out: either because you believe in it, mm-hmm. or because you have a self interest. Mm-hmm. I can't speak about whether people in tech believe or don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. That You'll make a personal decision. I would say for a purely self-interested, greedy standpoint, you may as well lean to social issues and the reason why is that young people today care about what they buy mm-hmm. and they care about who they buy from. Right. I don't think this is 1950s. I think that it is great for business when a company stands for their values. And as long as they don't have extreme values that only like 100 people believe in, if you have mainstream but like values that mm-hmm. many people can stand behind, it's going to be great for business. And so I'm not surprised that Patagonia is being so well-received. Mm-hmm. Our business was significantly buffeted by the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there was a big, uh, not a big debate, a small debate internally that, you know, even if we like attract a few more people on the left, we're going to lose the entire right. That's like Mm -hmm. 50 percent of the country. How could that possibly be good for growth? Mm -hmm. Well, what can I tell you is that we lost very few people. I mean, I probably got like 20,000 angry emails, but in the grand scheme of hundreds of millions of people, it was totally fine. You also
0: in Charlottesville kicked people out of houses. Yeah, yeah.
3: We actually found people that were trying to stage Charlottesville after parties. Mm -hmm. We kicked them out. White nationalists really don't like us at this mm-hmm. point, and and they, 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 they we, we kind of got on their list, right? Like, I'm on, like, the list of the angry right-wing right. talk hosts now, um, and it hasn't seemed to affect business. In fact, it's seemed to be good for business because mm-hmm. the right people double down for you.
0: Is there any way tech, last question, can get together on these things? Because there is a mentality, back; like it is more tolerant, yeah. it is more socially forward. Yeah. I know a lot of people say they can't be conservative in tech. I don't think that's— yeah as true as they say it is, but whatever the debate is, do you feel like there's a way that you can all group together or just not, or just everyone take individual action?
3: I think that the tech industry should. I mean, what I saw in the wake of the travel ban was that didn't seem like a political issue. Mm -hmm. That didn't seem like a left or a right. That was just completely insane. Like, Mm you don't it doesn't i don't care what side you're on. Mm-hmm. I think ripping families apart didn't also seem like a, a political issue. That was yeah. just totally insane. It's an awfully low so, bar if it is. Yeah, my god. So I feel like there's a handful of issues that we as an industry could be aligned on and um I think that, you know, the tech industry, maybe what they're waiting for is some people to stand up to bring everyone together. There may be just a lack of a centralized leadership within the tech industry that can galvanize and bring all the leaders together. And I want to acknowledge there are people like Ron Conway stands up on gun Control. control and like he's been and he's been really good on the Mm-hmm. in the wake of Sandy Hook. And you have a, a number of people who do who are doing this Transgender stuff. Transgender issues, yeah, whatever. Trans- but we need probably more people. And to the extent that I can help, I don't know if the industry looks to me, but to the mm-hmm. extent that we can help, we'll do our part.
0: Okay. Brian, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much,
3: Kara. Thank you for having
0: me. It was great talking to you, Brian. Thanks for coming on the show. And thanks again to Charlotte and David Wilner for joining me in the first half of today's podcast. If you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, or just visit recode.net slash for more. If you have a minute, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell other people about the show. This helps them discover great interviews like these. Now that you're done with this, you should check out our other podcasts, Too Embarrassed to Ask and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Wednesday. Tune in then. Today's show is brought to you by Synchrony. Because ambitions live everywhere, Synchrony has payment tools and technologies, promotional financing, and retail insights to help you achieve whatever you're working forward to. Learn more at synchronyfinancial.com. Our sister site, Vox, has a new show on Netflix. We've been singing its praises for a few weeks now. It's called Explained, and every episode is a 15-minute deep dive into one important topic. This week, that topic is the stock market. I got an early preview, and I think you'll love it. It explores the questions, how does the stock market work, and what does it actually measure? It explains why the stock market is booming, even though the average family's net worth still hasn't recovered from the Great Recession. It explains the difference between the stock market and the health of the economy. It also features a lemonade stand. Really, it's amazing. So go find it on Netflix when you get home tonight. You can search for Vox or go straight to netflix.com slash explained.